rootslandnation.com Wear your culture. 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 Yo, Sheldon. Yo, Sheldon, take that back one more time from top, all right? Yes, Mr. Henry. I'm sure I'm have it now. Okay, you're sure? My first time now is true with you. So me, I look nervous still. I, I know you're a little nervous. The mic, the lights. Pretend we're out on constant spring with your crew. Come on, just relax. You can, you got this. I'm ready for mash it up. Look at shell lamp on the rhythm. The guy's right, just misgoverned the world. Broadcasting live and direct from the rolling red hills on the outskirts of Kingston, Jamaica. From a magical place at the intersection of words, sound, and power. The red light is on. Your dial is set. The frequency in tune to the Rootsland podcast. Stories that are music to your ears. When people think about country music, they think about Musicians Row in Nashville. Punk rock, the Lower East Side in Manhattan. 80s hair bands, it's the Sunset Strip in Los Angeles. Cities that reflect, project, the music created on their turf, in their clubs, garages, studios. When it comes to reggae music, it's the fabled Orange Street in downtown Kingston, a sacred strip just north of Parade that has been accurately referred to as Beat Street. Home to such notable reggae pioneers as Cox and Dodd, Lee Scratch Perry, Duke Reed, and chops like Randy's Records, Augustus Pablo's Rockers International, and Prince Buster's One Stop Record Shack. Orange Street was the nucleus of a burgeoning Jamaican music scene in the 60s and 70s that evolved from small record shops selling R&B singles imported from the States to major production houses and record labels producing and distributing Jamaica's own indigenous music. Fortunes would be made, empires built, by selling, licensing, and publishing vast music catalogs that ranged from ska and rocksteady to dub and roots reggae. The ones responsible for this sonic and economic boom, the musicians, singers, producers, well, they would hang out on Beach Street till the wee hours of the morning, burning herb, drinking beer, talking shop. Artists would work out new material and bounce ideas off each other. It was a reggae think tank, a musical incubator for legends like the Scatolites, Derek Morgan, Bob Andy, the Wailers, and a young singer born right there on Orange Street, Dennis Brown, who would grow up to become the crown prince of reggae. As a youth, Trevor Douglas, known as Lego Beast, collected bottles on the streets of downtown Kingston for spare change in the shadows of the iconic record shops on Beach Street, working odd jobs and errands for the musical heroes he so adored. So after years of hustling on the streets, it was the fulfillment of a childhood dream 
when he opened up the Cash and Carry record shop on Orange Street with his friend Gregory Isaacs. Later, Lego's Place would become a recording studio where everyone from Gregory to Dennis Brown, Ijaman Levy, and Black Uhuru would record some of their most prolific work. Over time, the popularity and sales of vinyl records declined, and the poverty and violence in downtown Kingston increased. The once flourishing musical landscape known as Beach Street slowly grew silent. Record stores and studio owners started building new, modern complexes in the safer, uptown neighborhoods of Kingston, with more reliable electrical grids and tall security gates to keep out the uninvited. One of the few holdouts to a bygone era was the great Lego beast, who refused to abandon his downtown roots, held fast on the now-depressed Orange Street, knowing in his heart that there's more to music than meets the ear. Like a great chef that uses his worn and seasoned walk to prepare the tastiest of meals, so too a studio captures the flavor, the essence of all the musicians, singers, and songs that were ever recorded there. I first met Lego at D&D Studios in New York City. I was introduced to him by David and Doug, and when I told them I was moving to Jamaica, the first call they made was to Lego. They asked their old friend to look out for me when I got to Kingston. D&D said Lego was family, which was all I needed to hear. Lego, what's going on, man? It's Henry K. from D&D in New York. How you doing? Henry K., how you doing? You reached Jamaica? Yeah, I've been down a couple of months. David and Doug did reach out for tell me. Yeah, I know they told you. Anyway, I'd love to, you know, book some time, maybe come down there and work. I have, you know, some youth I'm working with. Oh, you mean you have a record downtown Orange Street? Yeah, I figured I gotta, you know, pay homage to Orange Street, man. Beach Street, right? That is where it all began. All right. Them call it Beach Street for a reason. Well, I'd like to find out. Anytime you're ready, the student are going nowhere. All right. Well, I'll link then. All right, family. From my first session at Lego's place, Little Sheldon, Snake Man, Stationery, Harris, all piled into the Neva for the trek down to Orange Street in the heavy rush hour traffic. We left from Manor Park armed with a dozen beef patties and some bottled water. I felt like a coach taking my Little League team to the championship game. Everyone is excited, full of big talk, boasting about their lyrical prowess. But once inside the studio... Alone, in the vocal booth, with a hot mic under the bright lights, well, that's always a different story. A young coach like me, with a bunch of rookie players, needed an experienced captain on the field. So I took the liberty of recruiting an old, wily veteran that never won the ring, but never lost hope. Yes, Enrique, you left the nice hills to come down the streets. Welcome to downtown. My sir. Yo, Dominic, what's going on, bro? What a go on, like a shell Yo, thanks for coming, bro. Constant yeah, you... spring crew. You're lucky you get to watch veteran work today. Oh, okay. You're gonna you're gonna teach these guys a lesson, all Henry. Right? Me gonna bless you with two wicked tunes. Uh, all right. Yo, you know I I I rate you, Dominic. Yeah, that. Let's 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 get you in the vocal booth. All right. Me to come to ramp. Dominic run the camp. In his prime. 
Dominic could take the mic at any stage show, anywhere in Jamaica, uptown, downtown, ghetto garrison, and tear the place apart, rip an audience to shreds, which is rare for any dancehall DJ. But a white kid from London? That was truly groundbreaking. His live shows were so great, they tended to overshadow his recording career, which never really received the attention it deserved. Maybe his records couldn't recreate the magic of seeing a pale-skinned Brit live in concert, embrace Jamaican culture with such passion and proficiency. Still, he is one of the most underrated MCs of the era. One of the songs he voiced that day at Lego was called Joe Crackpipe, a blistering commentary on the crack epidemic that was plaguing the island's inner cities, told from the point of view of a violent, unhinged addict. Dominic, never one to mince words or hold back, takes the listener on an uncomfortable voyeuristic journey into the mind of his addicted alter ego, Joe Crackpipe, and a night of terror and torment in the ghetto, where the all-too-familiar story of helplessness, poverty, and addiction always has the same ending. Yo, engineer, turn up the headphones. Check one, two, check one, two. Oh, way I do, draw near and I talk about your pool beer and your bubble buckle and draw glass. See, I move too fast. Oh dear, class a class and brass a brass. Mark me. To the left, uh, to the right, uh, this is a story about Joe Crack Piper. To the left, uh, to the right, uh, this is a story that you might not like. Hey, hey. To the left, uh, to the right, uh, we are gonna talk about Joe Crack Pipe. Now, then I heard a loud knock on the door. After the, the session ended, once again I felt like a little league coach. This time celebrating his team's victory. The party spilled out from the studio onto Orange Street. Red stripes and Guinness flowed, and the end product of the day's session proudly pumped from the tape deck of the Neva. It was nighttime on Beach Street, and though past its heyday, not totally void of life or talent. Dominic came over and introduced me to an upcoming dance hall crooner, Patrick Hall, who sang under the name Sugar Black with a vocal range that went from a deep gospel growl to a sweet lover's rock falsetto. Henry, yo Henry K, one wicked sing over here, you half you know. Seem right, yes, I'm named Sugar Black. Hey, nice to meet you, Sugar Black, yeah. Sugar Black, the girl them want to talk. Nice to meet the eye. So it look like a peer DJ in your crew. So working with a singer is long overdue. No, 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 I'm ready. I'd love I'd love a singer. I'd love a singer in the crew. All right, then. We link. Bless up. All right. We link. All right. Sugar Black was coming off his popular hit song, Stephanie, recorded for the Penthouse label the previous year. On their chart-topping, Eternal Flame Rhythm, he was beginning to make a name for himself in music circles, especially with young female dancehall fans who regarded him as one of the genre's hottest singers. But Sugar Black was also making a name for himself with the producers and the island's powerful record executives as being hot-headed, impulsive, hard to work with, a label that no singer wants attached to their name in a town where people love to chat. But what I'd come to discover was this was standard operating procedure for the producers in record companies to badmouth and discredit artists they didn't like. They would blacklist singers and musicians 
for just standing up fighting for their rights and royalties, for payments they were promised and deserved. Sugar Black was a singer, but he was also a father, a son, and his voice was the only way he could provide for his family, keep them from going to bed hungry at night. So if he came off as rude or difficult or demanding for wanting what he was owed, I don't think Sugar Black really cared. Boy, them man a deal with way, them wicked. From how long me advice the tune. And from them time me can't reach the man. Cause he don't want to pay me. Blood clot people call Jano. Over time, as we developed a friendship, I watched Sugar Black transform as he started his spiritual journey towards embracing the Rastafarian faith. Like most singers in Jamaica, he grew up singing in the church, a devout Christian, but life's hardships, struggles, misfortunes seemed tougher for him than most people, which had tested his faith. And now he was finding a deep sense of comfort, solace, in the writings of Marcus Garvey and the teachings of Haile Selassie. There's nothing I enjoyed more than driving around Kingston with Sugar Black. When we weren't engaged in a deep biblical discussion, I would just turn off the radio and listen to him sing a cappella in the passenger seat of the Neva. Everything from the Clarendonians to the Carpenters. And even when we were stuck in traffic, it felt like we were moving. I guess in a way I was able to relate with Sugar Black because I was also starting a journey. Starting to find my place in Kingston. My place in music. Starting to fall in love with Sia. I was also starting to learn that for every gain you make in life, there's also a loss. At the same time, I was finding my voice. Felt like I was losing a friend. Yo, hey, Henry, listen. Um, you mind if we have a little talk? Hey, yeah, of course, bro. Yeah, come outside. What a night, huh? Look at that sky. Stars. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I love it up here, man. It's a beautiful spot. Yeah, I, I love it too. Yeah, listen, uh, I mean, you probably noticed I've been a little distant. Uh-huh. Um, you know, just kind of, I don't know, sit back watching you in the studio with the youth. Yeah, no, I, look, yeah, I understand. Go ahead. Yeah, listen, I mean, uh, I, I respect what you're trying to do and everything, but I, I mean, I mean, I think you're wasting your time and the energy in the studio, man. You do? These kids and like... Yeah, why, why is that? Why, well, feels haphazard, you know? Kind of no direction, Henry, man. You know, you're wasting your time, okay. you're wasting your energy, you know, I, I you're wasting am? money that, you know, could be used uh, for us. And Brian. I just don't get it, man. I uh... First of all, first of all, you've been invited to every session, and you're, you're never ready to come to the studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're my singer. I came down here to work with you. Yeah. I mean, you've barely done any I've writing. I've been working on stuff, man. I've been working on stuff. Like, you don't want to go out on stage. I mean, even Ringworm's not afraid to perform and get out there sometimes. Come on. Yeah, I mean, these guys, they're, they're not afraid to get on stage and get freaking their asses booed you know it's like what do i want to do like you know but wait brian brian sometimes you have to fail in order to get better i mean yeah i mean if i'm gonna step on stage man i'm gonna mash it up i'm gonna ram the dance hall man i'm gonna come on you know be ready you have to take a risk i don't know if you're afraid of success or failure i don't get it Listen, Henry, you don't even understand what's happening with the music. All these white foreign singers coming down to Jamaica. Dude, like, it's a, 
they're embarrassing us, man. They're they're making fools of themselves. And <sighs> Probably. They're trying to, you know, buy their way into the business, you know? Like hiring know, the know. top producers, shooting the expensive videos. I, 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 mean, I'm, I know. I see them. But they can't buy the talent, man. I don't want to be part of that fraud, man. I want to do something organic. Something real, I, I, you know? Brian, I, I know what you want. I know the kind of music you want to make. Listen, Henry. Take a look out there. Look at Jungle. Look at Rima, Tivoli, Cockburn Pen. All the garrisons in the ghetto, man. That's who I want to make music for. I want to show them something beautiful can come from the ghetto, you know? You really think I want to make reggae for privileged white suburban kids? No way, man. No! But Brian, Brian, we are those privileged suburban white kids. I mean, come on, we love reggae. We support reggae. We go to the shows. As far as I know, I don't even think ghetto people buy records. Do they? Henry, man, I'm not even going to dignify that with an answer. If you have to ask, you still don't get it, man. Maybe I'm the one wasting my time. Yeah, all right. Okay. Later, bro. Later. Good night. Later, bro. Hey, see, am I waking you? Yes, you are. I'm I'm sorry. But it's okay. What's going on? Well, me and Brian just kicked off. Really? You know, argument. I just thought he'd be a little more supportive, a little more encouraging of what I'm doing. I think he's just a little jealous that you came down to make music together. I know he is. I understand. And you are giving other people chances. No, that's true. Obviously, we know it's because Uh he's not ready to do what needs to be done. Still, I didn't have to go at him so tough. Maybe you can sit down tomorrow and have a one-on-one talk. Yeah, I will. Clear things up. I'm sure we will. You guys are like brothers. I don't know. Just something about this time feels feels different. So how did the studio go today? Did you work with that singer, Sugar Black? Yeah, the session went well. I went in with Sugar Black. It went really well. We recorded that song I told you about that reminds me of you. Oh, Yeah. Why is that? It's just a beautiful song. He's been singing it in the car all week. Just that you've been really there for me over the past few months. And the song's called Here I Am. And that's what it's about. And I just want you to know I'm there for you. Aw, that's so sweet. I'm flattered. <laughs> Play me the song. You want to you hear it right now over the phone? Yes, I do. All right. Yeah, hold on one sec. Could it be that you've been living on borrowed love? Ooh, yeah. Oh, here I am, embracing your memories, kissing your thoughts just like a dream. Frozen wishes leaves us broken hearted. What more can I do? One more can I say? I use my mind and touch your soul. Endless wishes start to unfold. Visions of old, something to behold. Half the story has never been told. Here I am. Embracing your memories, kissing your thoughts, just like a dream. Frozen wishes, leaves us broken hearted. What more can I do? What more can I say? 
Oh my gosh, that's beautiful. That song really reminds you of me? Yeah, here I am. I'll tell you what, let's get out of town for a few days. What? I can use a break. Yeah. What do you want to do? Do you want to go on a road trip? Yeah. Let's head over to Nay Grill. Let's take a road trip. Get out yeah. of town? That sounds nice. I'm game. When I was young, I listened to the radio, waiting for my favorite songs. When they played, I'll sing along. It made me smile. Mm. Those were such happy times, but not so Remember to like, share and subscribe and please support our show by downloading the Rootsland original soundtrack available on Amazon, iTunes or wherever you purchase music. So join the Roots gang at Rootsland. Yes, Rasta. Henry K. Henry K. Productions.